Hey guys, welcome to the C1 Church Podcast. I pray that this message encourages you, builds your faith, and helps you go after Jesus. If you'd like more information about C1 Church, please go to our website at c1.church. Enjoy the message and be blessed. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. Y'all don't act so excited. Y'all are making me nervous you're so excited. How many are glad to be in the house of the Lord? I'll tell you how we can make some excitement around here. We've got a women's meeting coming up and a youth dodgeball thing coming up. Why don't you just combine the two? Wouldn't that be cool? Seeing some of the ladies throwing dodgeballs. Man, it's good to be here. It's an honor. Uh, Once again, I really appreciate the opportunity. Uh, Thank Pastor Ryan for uh, the privilege of coming and filling the pulpit for him. And I always love coming here. I've been here four or five times now, and I've probably preached everything I know, so I don't know what you're going to get today. But it's an honor to be here, and uh, thank you for the privilege of being here. Our church plant is coming along and going well. We're having interest meetings. We've got a location, and so we appreciate your prayers, and thank you for that. And uh, we're excited to see what God's going to do in Murfreesboro, but it's good to be in Columbia today. And uh, I believe the presence of the Lord is here. Where two or three are gathered together in his name, he is there in the midst. And I don't want to be here if he's not here because it's just a social gathering. But this isn't a social gathering. We are meeting with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. What an honor. Sometimes we take it for granted and and, uh, take it too lightly. We are meeting with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords today. And uh, I have come to give him my very best. Today He deserves our best. Amen. Well, let's pray before we get into the Word. Heavenly Father, thank you for the privilege, once again, to stand and declare your Word. God, I pray for your anointing today. God, I pray that as I preach, it will not be with persuasive words of man's wisdom or eloquency of speech, but God, I ask for the anointing of the Holy Spirit. God, not only anoint me, but anoint this people. God, this is a message they need to hear. God, open up their heart, open up their mind, open up their spirit to receive what you're saying to us today. God, let them know that this is not a word from a man on a pulpit, on a stage, but this is a word from you to them. Speak to their hearts today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well... (laughs) How many know that life is hard sometimes? How many have gone through some battles in life? You can think of some battles that you've been through. You can see, think of some struggles. You can think of some difficulties, some, some difficult things. And we live in a world where there is a continual spiritual battle. How many know that the ways of the world are different than the ways of God? The thinking of the world is different than the thinking of a child of God. And how many know that the world is opposed to the kingdom of God? How many see in the world we live in that Christianity is more attacked now than it's ever been? There's more persecution now than there's ever been. And so the church is in a battle and we're we're facing an attack from the enemy. You're in a battle spiritually. The, The enemy comes against you. And so we face some difficult battles. But I want to talk about what I believe, for many Christians, is the greatest battlefield. 
It's the battle for our mind. I think some of the greatest battles that we face don't come from the outside. They don't come from the enemy. It doesn't come from the world. But some of the greatest battles that you face happen in the six inches between your ears. The enemy will attack your mind. Your mind is a battlefield. There is a battle going on between good and evil, between God and Satan, for the control of your thinking. The world has one pattern of thinking, and God's children have a different pattern of thinking. Look at Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Chantrell, can you hand me that water right there? Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Let's read that. <clears throat> Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good pleasing, and perfect will. Do not conform any longer. <coughs> Y'all pray for me. I've had a cough this week. But the Lord's going to help me through it. <coughs> Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world. But God wants to transform your mind and your thinking. I want you to understand today that there is a very real battle for your mind. And there is a different pattern of thinking when you are saved. It's obvious from our text this morning that the world has one pattern of thinking, but God desires to transform our mind into something different. I want to look at a few scriptures today that confirm this battle that is going on for your mind. How the enemy wants to attack your mind and and to bring stress, to bring worry, to bring all these other things. Can you imagine what it would be like this morning if I told you that we found a way to project the thoughts that you've had this week on the screen in church today? How would you feel if we took the thoughts you had this week and projected them on the screen for everybody to see? I don't, I don't think I would like that. There have been times where I had an angry thought. I had a bad thought. I had a, a bitter thought. It's something I, I had to cast aside because I knew it wasn't a God thought. But understand that God hears and sees and knows what goes on between our ears. And it's so important as a child of God that we have our mind transformed. Philippians 3.18 says, for as I have often told you before, and now say again, even with tears, many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their destiny is destruction. Their God is their stomach, and their glory is in their shame. Their mind is on earthly things. You can have your mind on earthly things or godly things. When your mind is on earthly things, you're, you are heading towards a destiny of destruction. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4. 
the God of this age has blinded the what? The minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ who is the image of God. The enemy, how does he keep them from accepting Christ? Why has your loved ones not given their life to Jesus Christ? Why do they continue down a path of destruction? Why do they continue to live in a way that hurts them? Why do they continue down this path? Because the enemy has blinded their minds. Do you see there's a battle for our minds? The enemy wants to blind our minds to keep us away from the plans and the purposes and the destiny of God. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 22 and 23 says, You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires to be made new in the attitude of your minds. We need to be made new when we are saved, when we are born again. Old things pass away, all things become new, and God gives us a new mind. The same things that we desired in our thinking before we were saved change once we give our life to Jesus Christ. There is a change in our mind and in our thinking. There's a battle going on for your mind. Colossians chapter 3 verse 2 says, Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. Set your minds. It means you have a decision where you are going to focus. Are you going to set your mind on things above or are you going to set your mind on earthly things? There's a battle going on for your mind. If the enemy can get your mind, just think of the kind of battles that we fight in our minds. Fear. Fear grips us because of our thinking sometimes. How many of you have ever worried about things that could happen but never happen? We worry about so many things. Well, this could go wrong. That could go wrong. This could happen to my kids. This could happen in my family. I could get this doctor's report. And we stress out and we worry and the enemy attacks our minds. And we become frustrated and anxious all for nothing. It's just a battle that's taking place in our minds. Bitterness. We are Christian people and we know to watch our mouths. But a lot of times we go ahead and think it in our minds. But we need to understand there is a battle for our minds. Anger and bitterness. We can smile on the outside. We can come to church. We can lift our hands. We can look good. All the while in our mind there is anger. There's bitterness. There's jealousy. There's all kinds of things that we face and we fight and we battle within our minds. From these scriptures today, I think it's safe to say that there has to be a change when we give our lives to Jesus Christ. Again, Romans 12, 2, do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world. The pattern of our thinking must change when we give our life to Jesus Christ. How does that happen? We are transformed by the renewing of our mind. The world wants to control your mind. 
They want to control your mind by the billboards that we see. They want to control your mind by the commercials, by, by the TV shows, by all these things. I've seen so many TV shows that I've had to cut off because of the secular agenda, the agenda of the world that wants to make normal uh, sleeping together outside of marriage, that wants to make normal uh, relationships that, that are between the same sex. It's the agenda of the world that we live in. We have to understand that God wants us to have a renewed mind. The word transform in this passage of Scripture comes from the word, it actually means metamorphosis. The word transform means metamorphosis. A metamorphosis is a change from within. When God comes into our life, the change happens from within. It doesn't happen from the outside. It doesn't happen from going to church. How many people know that you can go to church and still live like the devil? Change doesn't come from the outside. <clears throat> the clothes you wear. We think if people dress differently, they're more godly. Change doesn't come from the outside. This transformation is metamorphosis. That means the change comes from the inside. When you are saved, the Holy Spirit comes to dwell inside of you. So he begins to change you from the inside out. A lot of times in churches, we want to change people from the outside in. We want to give them a bunch of rules, a bunch of regulations, a bunch of do's and don'ts. But if the Holy Spirit lives inside of you, the Holy Spirit will tell you and teach you how to live. But we need the Holy Spirit inside of us. That word transform <coughs> means metamorphosis, a change from the inside out. The world wants to change us from the outside in. They bring peer, peer pressure from the outside. They tell you what is politically correct, that you have to act this way or say this or, or agree with this. There's pressure from the outside. They attack you from the outside. They want to change you. Listen, the world is changing the church and little by little, and Christians are giving in. Listen, God doesn't want the church to be transformed by the world. He wants the church to be transformed into his thinking. And therefore, we are transforming the world we live in, not vice versa. We are transformed from the inside out. The world transforms from the outside, from, from what we see with our eyes, from what we hear with our ears. But the Holy Spirit comes inside of us to transform you say, I can't change the way that I think. You can through the power of the Holy Spirit. He is able to transform our minds. If the world controls your thinking, you are a conformer. If the world controls your thinking and tells you what is okay and what is not okay, you are a conformer. You are conforming to the world. But if your mind is transformed by the Holy Spirit, you are a transformer. You will transform the world around you. Many Christians, they grew up in church and 
They know how they're supposed to act. They know what they're supposed to say. They know how to look the part. Many Christians have decided that worldly behavior is off limits for them. That's great. However, it must go deeper than outward actions and be a transformation that takes place on the inside. Being transformed isn't about doing something different. It's about being transformed by the renewing of your mind. We can tell people what to do and what not to do, but there has to be a transformation on the inside. It's entirely possible to avoid worldly activities and stay away from this and stay away from that in the name of holiness and still be proud and still be selfish and still be stubborn and, and arrogant. There are a lot of churches, a lot of Christian people that I know, they wear a certain style of clothes. They keep a set of rules. They, they, they go to church every Sunday. They give their tithes and they're faithful. But yet on the inside, they're still full of pride. They're still full of arrogance. They're still full of self-righteousness. They're still full of anger and bitterness. But yet they think they're okay because they're doing all the outward actions but there has to be a transformation on the inside. Only when the power of the Holy Spirit renews, re-educates, and redirects our minds are we truly transformed. So how can our minds be transformed? How can we change the way that we think? If, if we've always been gripped by fear, and it controls our minds. We're afraid of what can happen. If we're controlled by, by jealousy, we see other people and the good things that happen for them, and we say, well, why not me? Why, does that, why, why can't that happen for me? Or, or lust or any of these things that the enemy will attack our minds with. How are we transformed? I already told you the key, but let me go back and expound upon it a little bit. The Holy Spirit changes our mind by releasing power within. The key to having a transformed mind is realizing that we are transformed and renewed by the power of the Holy Spirit. Your willpower and your determination and your positive thinking, the world wants to teach you if you believe it, you can achieve it. If you think hard enough and you're positive enough, then you can change your thinking. But listen, the Word of God tells us that our thinking is not changed and transformed by us, by willpower, but by the Holy Spirit. If you want to change in your thinking, it's going to take the Holy Spirit. I'm thankful for <clears throat> ministries like Teen Challenge that bring in men and women who are bound and addicted and the success rate of Teen Challenge is so much higher than most other addiction rehab programs. It's somewhere around 85% of those who come into Teen Challenge and complete the program stay clean for the rest of their lives, 85%. Most rehab ministries and programs are well below 50%. 
What is the difference? Teen Challenge teaches transformation through the power of the Holy Spirit. It teaches the power of the Holy Spirit to transform your mind and your thinking. Understand, it's the power of the Holy Spirit that brings the change and the metamorphosis that happens in our mind. The key to having a transformed mind is realizing that we are transformed through the power of the Holy Spirit. You cannot renew your mind through education, by willpower, but it must happen through the work of the Holy Spirit. If you need God to change your thinking, if you're negative and always grumbling and complaining and bitter, you need God to do a transformation in your thinking. If you are controlled by fear, you need the Holy Spirit to come and do a transformation. We understand when people are addicted to drugs and alcohol and bondages that are visible that they need a transformation. But some of us have bondages on the inside that nobody can see and we still need deliverance and a transformation. We can come to church every Sunday. Listen, you can fool me with your looks. You can fool me with your smile. You can fool me with your knowledge of the Bible. But that doesn't mean you're right with God on the inside. I remember when I was a youth pastor, there was a man in our church who was a board member. He had been a board member for 20-some years. He was about 75 years old. He had been married for 50 years. This board member who was 75 and been married for 50 years cheated on his wife and left her for another woman. A board member in the church. He was still a board member while this was going. I learned at that point, you can't look at people and tell who's where they need to be with God and who isn't. Only God can do that. Only God can reveal that. And so there may be instances where people are coming to church but they still need a transformation God needs to change their mind you cannot fight this battle with worldly methods but you are transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit notice in the scripture it says you are transformed by the renewing of your mind I want you to think about that word renewing for just a moment. It implies that this transformation is an ongoing process. It means that we have to continue to stay submitted to the Holy Spirit. We have to continue to walk in God's life, and our mind has to be continually renewed. Why? Because the junk of the world is always coming at us, and we need to continually have our mind renewed. Our thinking renewed. Here's how we make sure <coughs> that our mind is continually being renewed. Now, as I share this with you, it's simple. But just because it's simple doesn't mean it's easy. We build up our inner man to be transformed from the inside out. So what does that mean? It means we begin by working on the inside. It makes sense that we build up our inner man. How do we build up our inner man? Through the Word of God. 
through the word of God. As a believer, we need the word of God every single day. Some people think that Sunday's enough. They come to church and Pastor Ryan gives them a word from the Lord and they think, man, I'm fed for the rest of the week. But listen to me. If the only word you get from God is on Sunday morning, you are spiritually unhealthy. If the only way that you get spiritual food is if someone else feeds you, you are spiritually unhealthy. There's not one of us here who will go and sit down for lunch and eat a meal and not eat again until next Sunday. If you only eat physically one meal a week, how healthy do you think you will be over time? You'll get sick, and it'll eventually cost you your life. But yet we think that we can get one spiritual meal a week, and that's enough. We as believers must get in the Word of God every day. And listen to me. There are people who have been saved this long, but they're spiritually that deep. They've been saved this long, but spiritually that deep. The only one, the only one that needs someone else to feed them all the time, other than those with with mental issues and things like that, but the only one that needs someone to feed them is a baby. When you're a baby, it's okay for someone to feed you. When you're a baby, it's okay to get your meal from mama and daddy. When you are a spiritual baby, you may not have learned to study the word of God and read the word. So it's good to come in and get your food from the pastor. But listen, if you only eat once a week, you're not going to be healthy. And the only one that needs someone else to feed them is a baby. So if you're here today and you're depending just on your pastor to give you the word of God, you need to grow up. You need to learn to feed yourself. The transformation comes from the inside out. That means we build up our inner man. How do we build up our inner man? Get into the word of God. Know the word of God. Stand on the promises of the word of God. When the enemy wants to come in and bring fear into your mind, You open up the word of God and you say, devil, God has not given me the spirit of fear, but of love and peace and a sound mind. When the enemy comes in and and wants to tell you that that you're you're never going to be able to pay your bills, you're never going to be able to handle this, the Holy Spirit says, God is a God that supplies all my need according to his riches and glory. He is faithful. His children never are out begging for bread. God supplies. We need to know the word of God. There are promises after promises after promises, but you can't stand on the promises you don't know. You need to know the word of God. Study the word of God. Get the word of God in your spirit so that that is powerful, a powerful weapon that brings transformation to your mind. The word of God is so important. We need to learn to pray, to spend time in his presence. How much time do you spend with God each and every day? Well, preacher, I just don't have time. 
I get up and I've got to go to work and work is so busy. By the time I get home, I'm tired. I eat and I'm just ready to relax and go to bed. I just, I just don't have time to pray. Listen, you have time for whatever is important to you. Do you take time to eat a meal every day? Yes, you do because it's important to you. Make time to pray. You will make time for what is important to you. Prayer is so important. It builds up our spirit man. Builds up our spirit man. Think on the things of God. When you spend time thinking on God and meditating on Him, your mind will begin to be transformed. How do I know that? Because Proverbs tells us, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Begin to think on the things of God. Hebrews chapter 3, verse 1. Therefore, holy brothers who share in the heavenly calling, fix your thoughts on Jesus, the apostle and high priest whom we confess. You see that's where it says fix your thoughts? That means we decide what we think about. We make a decision. Fix your thoughts on Jesus Christ. Fix your thoughts on the things of God. You decide. You say, I can't control it. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, you can control what you think about. God will enable you and strengthen you to do that. Lamentations, chapter 3. Yet this I call to mind. Notice that. I, who? I call to mind. I, I, I decide what I think about. Yet this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed. For his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. I say to myself, notice that? What do I do? I say to myself. I make a decision what I'm going to say to myself, what my mind is going to think. I say to myself, the Lord is my portion. Therefore, I will wait on him. The Lord is good to those who hope in him, to the one who seeks him. It is good to wait quietly for the Lord, the salvation and the salvation of the Lord. I want you to notice that part. I fix my mind. I say to myself, if the devil has told you you can't control your thoughts, he is a liar. The Word of God teaches us that we can be transformed in our mind, and he will help us to think as God wants us to think. Philippians 4.8. Finally, brothers. Man, my mom used to tell me this scripture all the time. Whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Again, we decide what we think on. My mom used to read this scripture. Did anybody else when they got spankings also get sermons? Uh, sometimes I'd rather mom just, just spank me and quit giving me the sermon. She would break out the scriptures and whenever I'd say something or negative or I'd say something that 
that wasn't pleasing God, she would read this scripture to me. But we have a choice what we think on. As we build up our inner man, our thoughts can change. As we strengthen our inner man. You see, the problem is we spend more time feeding our fleshly man than we do our spiritual man. We spend more time watching the television than we spend in the Word of God. We spend more time on the telephone with our friends than we spend in the prayer closet with God. And if you want your spiritual man to be stronger, if you want your mind to be transformed, you have to spend time building up the inner man. Our flesh wants to please the outer man. Our flesh wants to please our natural nature. But as we build up, and listen, as we build up our inner man, we'll get stronger and stronger and stronger. I don't know if any of you have ever lifted weights, but if you start out at a certain weight and it's hard, you can barely get it up, you have to have someone help you, if you keep working, little by little, that weight that is so difficult in the beginning, a little while from now, it's going to be easy and easy and easy just because you're building up your strength and your inner man. We've got to do that spiritually. Listen, your thinking is so important to your effectiveness for the kingdom of God. The devil wants to attack your mind. If he can discourage you, if he can get you angry and bitter at somebody else in the body of Christ, if he can attack your mind and cause there to be unforgiveness to somebody who's hurt you, if he can attack your mind and tell you you're not worthy, to tell you your past mistakes have disqualified you. And he can tell you that, you know what, God can't use you anymore because of your failures and your, your mistakes. The enemy gets in your mind and he tells you that you'll never be who you could have been. And let me tell you that the devil is a liar. Whatever he's whispering in your ear, whatever he's telling you that you're not good enough, that you'll never change, that you'll never do anything great for God, that God can't forgive you, you've done something too great. Understand and recognize those are lies from the enemy. And the Holy Spirit wants to come in and transform your mind. He wants it to be a process that you're in the Word of God regularly, that you're praying regularly, that the thoughts of Christ are coming out. You're thinking affects how you live for God and how you serve God. I read this somewhere some time ago. Maybe you've heard it before. Watch your thoughts. They become your words. Watch your words. They become your actions. Watch your actions. They become your habits. Watch your habits, they become your character. Watch your character, it becomes your destiny. It all begins with your thoughts. Set your thoughts on things above. Set your thoughts on good things, on pleasing things to God. Set your thoughts on the Word of God. I don't know what kind of battle is going on in your mind. I don't know what lies the enemy has whispered to you. I don't know what kind of fears 
have gripped you. Maybe the devil has lied to you and tell you you're going to die young. Maybe he's told you that you're going to get this disease. Maybe he's told you <coughs> that your children are going to die. Maybe he's told you that you're not good enough. Maybe he's made you discontent with who you are. God wants to transform your thinking. Some of us need some renewing in our minds today. I don't know what's going on. What we think in our mind, we think is safe. Because nobody can hear that. Nobody knows what we're thinking. But understand, God knows your every thought. And what you think is important to him. We need God to transform and renew our thinking. Now, I know there's some folks here today going through some battles in your mind. The enemy is just working you over, and you're mentally tired from the battle. How many know that when you're in a battle continually, you get tired? You get wore out. And there are some people here today that are just mentally tired. God wants to renew your mind. Would you bow your heads?